views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. Good morning, Northumberland County. This is Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's real estate talk show. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And Reality Realty is your local real estate forum where we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. I'd like to give a shout out to our local Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage for sponsoring Reality Realty. Give them a call, drop by, and thank them for helping to make this show possible. You can find your local Royal LePage office in the Northumberland Mall in Coburg at 41 Walton Street in Port Hope or on County Road 24 in Roseneath. I'd like to welcome today my co-host, Catherine Gissing. Catherine is the founder and owner-operator of Sage Relocation Services and now a regular co-host of Reality Realty. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Dale. So, Catherine, you've been on the show before. Yes, this is number three. It sort of makes me a pro, I guess. Yeah, So, but a different hat today. Uh, you're, you're, yes. You've actually stepped up. We've talked about it for a while, and, and you've been willing to be co-host on a regular basis. Yeah, and actually I'm delighted to be here because I've got a number of ideas for really interesting guests that will be interesting to the listeners and also to realtors in the area. Beautiful. That's exactly what we're looking for. And so, Catherine, you're going to be the second Thursday yes. every month. So, folks, if you would like to, t- I, I hope you're tuning in every week. I hope it's, you know, but really and truly, if if it takes bringing Catherine on to get you to listen, then I'm good with it. So a new slate of guests, and and that makes me think, Catherine, while, while Sage Relocation Services, you focus on downsizing, and you often require the support of other complementary services to get the job done, and that leads us to uh, today's guest and topic. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's coming up? Sure. Thanks, Dale. Yeah, you're absolutely right. When Sage goes in to manage a relocation process, there's all sorts of stages that are important. And not all of those are things that we can do, but there are things that we can oversee as part of the project. And one of the least thought of but most important services is actually disposal services. Mm -hmm. And when I say disposal, you could also say junk. You could also say demolition. You can call it a number of nasty things. But I've got to tell you, it's one of the most important parts of a project. And so in the process of the projects that we've handled, the downsizing projects that we've handled, we've come to rely upon the resources of a local company called The Dump Man. And I have Denise Kelly with me today, who is one of the co-owners of The Dump Man. And Denise is going to tell us a little bit about what disposal services actually are and how they help consumers and more importantly, how they help realtors. And I think you'll be surprised at some of the things that you learn. Well, I'm looking forward to it a lot here, Catherine. Folks, we're also going to do a snapshot of our local market, your thoughts, which is a review of last week's Reality Realty survey. So first things first, let's take a look at snapshot, which is a look at today's residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. And I'm wondering if we're seeing the first signs of the market beginning to relax. Uh, I'll certainly be looking for a pattern over the next few weeks to see if this is actually so. This week, we're reporting sales are down by seven over the past month, and we had 184, 184 sales this past month. And that leaves us with an inventory of 361 listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past 12 months has been approximately $317,000. That's the average sale price here in Northumberland County. And those sales over the past years, past year, have been 
receiving approximately 97% of their asking price in a market time of 59 days. Now, last week was the first week we actually reported a 59-day average market time, which at that point was the lowest market time we've ever reported on Reality Realty, and we did it again this week. We are presently in a seller's market with an absorption rate of 51% based on the past month's trend. Now, if you're not a regular listener of Reality Realty, you might not have any idea how significant 51% absorption rate is. But let me tell you that traditionally speaking, anything above 20% absorption rate is considered a seller's market. A balanced market is is in a fine band of 15 to 20%. That's a balanced market. So we have so far surpassed that 20% absorption rate up to 51 that we are in a strong, strong seller's market. I researched these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central, the realtor component of the MLS system. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific within our county, specific to the property type you're dealing with, the price band it's in. So what do you do? You talk to your local realtor and they will help you understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Today's mortgage rates. We have a five-year fixed as low as 2.39% and a five-year variable at 2.2%. And today's mortgage rates, they come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with the Broker Financial Group. And that, folks, is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. So your thoughts, Catherine? We're taking a look at last week's survey. And this, folks, is a review of what you had to say about last week's survey. So we had three questions for you. Our first question was, how much community do you experience within your own neighborhood? How much community? And of our respondents, well, first of all, I'll ask you, Catherine. Maybe you can answer for me. So the first one is a scale of one to five, one being no community at all, five being exceptional community in, in your neighborhood. What do you think? What would you give it a mark as? Um, so I'm going to give this answer some context. I will explain that my husband and I are new to the community. We've mm-hmm. been here for a little over two years now. And so I'm going to give it a solid four. A so- and, wow. But let me say that I'm saying that in context. We came from Aurora, which is north of the GTA. So basically a commuter community. And the when we came here, we knew very few people. And over that two-year per- period, we've really become settled in. We've developed some roots. We've, we've been very welcomed by the community. And as a basic comparison, coming from the GTA, I can tell you in the 25 years we lived in different parts of the GTA, we didn't have that kind of response from the community. So this blows us away, and it automatically makes us feel like we're part of the community in a very fast way. Okay, I get it. So if somebody just smiles at you, you give them a five. So you're saying I have a low benchmark? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. I'm just playing off of the GTA, the Toronto sort of... Well, people don't smile at you in the GTA. (laughs) No, they... Yeah, you don't even make make eye contact, do you? No, they're too busy. They're looking at their phones. Yeah, I know. Anyways... Different, different, uh, different atmosphere there. So what did you folks say? Well, the largest portion of participants, they gave it a two. They said, we're not going to say it's not at all, but we're going to say it's almost not at all the community. And so 54, over 54% of the people said, gave it a two. Uh, 18%, a little over 18% said, gave it halfway, uh, marked it down as a three so you know a little community maybe not so much and 27 percent gave it a four same as you Catherine so maybe maybe that 27 percent is living in your community or maybe they're living in New Amherst because we had our guest last week from New Amherst and that whole development has been designed to try to lend itself to community for with neighbors getting to know each other now, our follow-up questions, we said, okay, 
So that's what you said in general about community. Now, do you experience community in your neighborhood through helping one another? And so once again, we said, give it a one to five. And uh, the most people, once again, pick two. Over 45% pick two. We had uh, 9% say not at all. Nobody hel- nobody helps me. I don't help them. 18% gave it a three. And twenty-seven over 27% gave it a four. Uh, the the last question we said was, do you experience community in your neighborhood socially? So we split it up between helping one another and do you actually get together? Do you do you have barbecues together? Do you do you have a drink together? Do you do you maybe have you become friends and you you go to events together? Well, folks, the largest group of people gave, and the largest group of people being. of the people gave it a one. They said the sense of community in their neighborhood just didn't exist. Now, oddly enough, nobody gave it a two. Nobody gave it a three, Catherine. Nobody gave it a five. Nobody gave anything a five. But there's that group of people that kept it at four. And and so maybe Catherine, they're living in your neighborhood, and uh, and so there is a group of people that are saying, you know what? We do have a sense of community here, and it's it's a split. It's a split between uh, people helping one another out and and socializing. Would would you say that is accurate for your community? I would say it's accurate for my community, but I have another another thought on that too. What's that? I think that whether you are an ex- a long term resident or whether or not you're a new resident. If you want to be part of your community, you have to assume responsibility for making that happen Mm -hmm. because it doesn't naturally come to you in most communities. I think that there's a degree of reciprocity. So if you give in terms of your time, in terms of your friendship, then it comes back to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just true of human nature. But um, I, I've had this conversation with a number of people in the community, and we all agree that it begins with you. You have to take ownership for making that happen and contributing to your community. And if you do that, then it comes back to you. Well, just the fact that you are having that conversation with people in your community means you've taken the time to stop and talk. Yes. Yeah. Because if you were doing a, if you were marking down the survey at one, you wouldn't even have had that talk. No, and I should find it, like I find it disheartening that the survey came in at one because I think that that affects the whole overall nature of the community. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not in a position to advocate change, but I, I will tell you as the new resident that we've been welcomed by the community, but partly I think because we have been welcoming and kind. And what you'd give does come back to you. And this is this is a limited survey. I mean, you gave me a perspective from coming from out of town, coming in town, saying, "Wow, what a difference!" Uh, it's you know, it's impossible to say this is an anonymous survey. We don't know who filled it in. Are these local people who have been in here in Northumberland County for decades, mm-hmm. and maybe their survey answers are a reflection on how things have changed over thirty years? You know, it, it, so it's all perspective as well. Well, folks, the new survey is out, and I even take, I took a look about an hour, hour and a half ago, and we've already had three participants this morning on it. And so here are the questions of today's survey, and it's based off of our guest. We always try to base our surveys off of our guest and our topic. And so the survey for this week is three questions again. One, do you own stuff that's been in boxes or hasn't been used in over a year? And that's a simple yes or no. The second question is very similar. Do you own stuff that's been in boxes or hasn't been used in over two years? And that's a yes or no. And then the third question is, how difficult would would you find the process of getting rid of stuff you're not using? So that's stuff that's been in boxes for one, two, five, ten years, even longer. How difficult would it be for you to actually get rid of that stuff? And that's a sliding scale, um, one being uh, not difficult difficult at all, and five being it would be a very difficult process for whatever reason, sentimental value, maybe just time getting around to it. Anyways, get on, get on Facebook, look me up, Dale Bryant, Real Estate, and there will be a link to the survey for this week. And let's hear what you have to say.
This is just a reminder that the views and opinions expressed by me, co-hosts, guests of the show, or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate broker, brokerage, or of any other realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. So, Catherine, do you want to uh, introduce our guest today? Yeah, it'll be my pleasure. I've got Denise Kelly sitting next to me, feeling a little nervous. Would that be true, Denise? <laughs> yes, that's definitely true. <laughs> well, you know what, Denise? Well, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, this is this is really like sitting around the kitchen table, sitting in somebody's family room, having a visit, uh, talking about what you know, what's on your mind, opinions. It, we we have a very relaxed atmosphere, wouldn't you say, Catherine? It's very relaxed. We yeah. even have coffee in the studio. I don't know if we're supposed to or not, but yeah, it's I, here. I got a water here. So, yeah, we're just, yeah, thanks for coming in, Denise, and it's good to have you here. Yeah. yeah, thanks very much for inviting me. And I've invited Denise in because Denise is a co-owner of a disposal services company that services Northumberland County and Durham Region, and my company, Sage Relocation Services, has relied upon the services of the Dump Man, the company the Dump Man, many, many times. And uh, it's a superlative service, and they provide exceptional customer service. And it's probably there's probably a lot of things that our listeners don't know about what can be disposed of, how it's disposed, how a professional service like the Dump Man can actually help them achieve their objective of simplifying their life and clearing out some of their clutter. And so I have Denise in today to answer some of those questions. So at a very high level, I'm just going to invite Denise to tell us a little bit about what disposal services actually are. Great. Well, basically, yeah, the Dump Man is a full-service junk removal and demolition company that provides services of removing items that you no longer want. So whether it be items that need to be donated, um, you've cleaned out the shed, you've got a large pile of junk, you've cleaned out your basement. Basically, the way our service works is you point, we do all the lifting and all the disposing. So it's a very easy process. Um yeah, you basically, we can walk through your house, um, you point at what you need removed, we load your items and take them away. We Terrific. try and donate as much stuff as possible to local charities, organizations. Um, the least amount of items as possible actually go to the dump. So anything reusable will definitely be donated. Sure. And, and I should explain that my company, Sage, works in cooperation with the Dump Man quite a lot on a project. And so often when we're going through the process of downsizing a household, we're doing the preliminary sorting into groups so that we know what things are being designated for disposal and we know what things are being designated for auction and we put aside things for disposal as well. When you are doing it yourself and when the viewers are doing or the listeners are doing it themselves, they don't always have the benefit of services like ours. And so part of our discussion today is going to give you an idea how you can prepare your site and your home for the arrival of someone like the Dump Man. And we're also going to explain a bit about how the services integrate with realtor services because it's very complimentary and it helps realtors get the house market ready in a timely fashion. So we're going to talk about some of that when we come back. All right, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant, my co-host, Catherine Gissing, and our guest today, Denise Kelly. Denise is co-owner of a local disposal service called The Dump Man. Go ahead, Catherine. Do you have some... Yeah, I think you had a question for Denise. I Well, actually, I, I had a bit of information for our listeners. Um, listeners may be aware of the fact that disposal services exist. Some people don't know they exist. But um, we have found in our industry that the whole industry of disposal services is on a very strong growth curve. And, uh, and uh, consumers might have seen different trucks with different kinds of branding driving around, and they'll recognize that there are a number of emerging players in this industry. And I thought it might be interesting to talk to Denise about why that's happening. There are uh, There is a, a direct up upward growth. There's a, a number of new players coming in the, into the industry. And there are good reasons for that. And one of the some of the reasons that we at Sage have found is that 
there is an increasing a number of people that are downsizing. If you think of the demographics of our population and the, the extreme number of seniors right now and boomers that are actually downsizing and they're in the process of moving to a new location, then you'll recognize that usually they're coming out of a larger facility, which means they're going to a smaller home and they've got stuff that needs to be helped managed in some fashion. So we help them manage the sorting and the reallocation of things to auction and donation. And then we pull in someone like the dump man in order to take care of the disposal. So one of the reasons that this industry is on a strong growth curve is simply because the boomers, because there's a huge mass of people now that are downsizing. It's like a tsunami of growth. And one of the other reasons is that um, people that follow home trends will recognize that there is a whole trend towards simplifying lifestyles right now. We are a society of acquisition. You know, we are born and bred to think about what we can acquire and the newest fashion, the newest color, the newest piece of furniture. And sooner or later, that catches up with you. And there's, there's a tipping point where most people realize they've got too much stuff and it's time actually to simplify their lives. So there's a whole trend towards that right now, which means, again, someone like the dump man comes in to help you deal with some of that excess stuff. So those are some of the some of the trends that we see. But I thought that I would ask Denise from her perspective about some of the reasons why the industry is on a strong growth curve. Absolutely. The biggest thing that we find is time. People are busy. People, um, you know, have to get to work. They've got children. They've got other events that they need to be at. And basically, it's it's timing. So wouldn't you rather call a company to come in and be able to take your stuff right away on the spot, pay a minimal fee, and then basically get on with your life? And that's one less thing checked off your list. It's kind of like uh, another item off your to-do list and... Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All time deprived. And uh, yeah. I'm a victim of that myself. So, Denise, would you say, would there would there be a demographic? Would you say you get more seniors maybe downsizing for this or more people just moving, be it seniors or not? Or, or are, you, are you actually getting people that have you come in on a, on a scheduled basis just to... Uh, get rid of their weekly garbage? We actually do have a few different contractors that do call us weekly to pick up their scraps from, um, say, if it's a carpenter, they have a a pile of excess pieces of wood sitting in the backyard, old toilets, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They do call us on a regular basis. I'd say probably more like a monthly basis. But uh, in terms of people using our service, it's it's random. It can be seniors, people moving. It's basically, um, I'd say, an even combination of both. Okay, interesting. So, so I, I guess you answered that uh, we were we were going to ask Catherine uh, who actually uses the dump man, and mm-hmm. and that pretty much covers uh, the uses. Well, you- pretty pretty much. And I think the thing to recognize that um, although a lot of the market that you and I deal in, Dale, is residential clients, mm-hmm. there is a whole other series of opportunities out there for commercial clients or industrial clients who also have excess stock. They've got old inventory. They've got things that need to be cleared out. They need to rearrange their warehouse. The disposal service industry services them as well. And Mm -hmm. it's the same process. It's just on a different scale. So a whole variety of clients use them. Basically, Um, one uh, one of our slogans actually is everybody has junk. Because it's true. If you look around, everybody has a pile of junk. Everybody does. <laughs> everybody does. And, and I'll tell you from my experience dealing with clients as well is that typically I walk into a, um, in, into a home and one of two things will happen. Somebody will apologize for it being a mess, mm-hmm. which happens a lot. I always assure them I've seen worse. Which you likely have. Which I have. <laughs> or the other scenario is it'll be an inordinately organized home. And thankfully those exist. And I love my clients who've got organized homes. But I will tell them straight up that there is still a need for disposal services. So regardless of how organized you are or you're not, the service is still viable. Because as you're downsizing or moving or clearing out an industrial warehouse, there's always some component of things that you just cannot move to donation or auction or other people. There's some portion that needs to be disposed of responsibly. And either you assume the responsibility for doing it yourself, which means time and labor and opportunity cost because it's time you're not using for other things, 
or you bring somebody else in to do it professionally. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, my own experience, I I remember Carol Ann and I, we, we'd been, I don't know how long we'd been married. We'd been married maybe, we'd been married over 15 years, three girls later, and, and we decided to move somewhere temporarily. So we left a, a very large home, and we moved uh, we bought a smaller, semi-detached uh, home in town. We were rural. And so we had to do this whole process of downsizing. And it was amazing how much we didn't need. It actually felt liberating to not have all that junk with us. We had to be very wise about how where we stored things and that. But then that that temporary time left. And we were so proud of ourselves for how we really scaled down and minimized. And and then we moved to a bigger home. And we, we vowed never to be those <laughs> junk people again. But you know what? When you got a space, it's, it's easy just to say, you know, maybe I'll use that again. And then you don't. And then I have to answer the survey two years or greater. And it might actually be. 15 years. Well, I'll be very <laughs> interested actually to see the results of the survey because it plays into exactly what we're talking about now. As a company, we see boxes that have never been opened for five years, 10 years, sometimes more. And it's our mandate as part of our service to help people come to terms with releasing those things. And there's a whole process we go through with clients to help them understand that some of those things really need to be moved on. And and we're very successful at doing that. And when we do that, we always go back to our clients afterwards to find out what their relative pain is once they've actually been downsized. And nine times out of 10, they are relieved. Oh, yeah. It, it feels good. Mm-hmm. And Except for I, I, find, I find it difficult to go through, say, a, a tool cabinet where I have parts and tools and, you know, and then and then throw something away because, you know, I think, oh, I might be able to use that someday. This real obscure little screw, I know exactly how, it, where it belongs. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that piece of upholstery in a vehicle in the future might come loose and I need that upholstery <laughs> screw. And I happen to have a dozen because one day I needed two and you had to buy like a dozen. So I keep the other 10 for the next few decades. Well, and, well you're typical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we could help you. <laughs> yeah, and your house could look a lot better for it. It could. So one of the things that we also wanted to talk about, since we have Denise here today, is to talk about how disposal services complement real estate services. And I want to pass that question off to her because uh, we have found in the relocation services industry that we work with disposal services on a regular basis. But I also understand that you do a fair amount of work with realtors. Yes, we do, actually. We deal with many realtors uh, within Durham region and surrounding areas into Northumberland. Um, it's really a two-part sort of process in dealing with realtors and their customers. Uh, first step is decluttering, getting the house ready to go on the market. And uh, that's when they come in and say, yeah, you got to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And that's where we come in. Um, also is hiding the boxes in the basement. So on moving day, you then open up the uh, storage locker and think, oh my gosh, am I going to move this stuff one more time to the next house? And that's where we come in. Um, We can get rid of that stuff for you. Uh, We also offer a discount coupon to all realtors. Um, We've dropped off many coupons at local realtor offices that offer customers 10% off of our services in dealing with a realtor. Um, if you actually, if your realtor doesn't have the coupon and they call in to just say they were referred by, um, Dale, then we would offer you the 10% coupon as well. So Denise, if there's, and we do, we have quite a few realtors who listen to our show every week. If they're interested in getting some coupons, maybe we'll do it at the end of the show, uh, how to get in touch with you, but maybe right now in case somebody can't stay for the whole show, can you give your contact information. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you could just send me an email, which is denise at dumpman.ca um, with your office address, and I'll either drop you off some coupons or they can be put in the mail for you, whatever's easier. Perfect. So, realtors, if you'd be interested in giving your clients a 10% discount on any uh, dump uh, removal services, uh, give uh, Denise 
Denise an email. That was denise at dumpman.ca, D-E-N-I-S-C at dumpman.ca. And and so, Denise, you get a lot of people, a lot of realtors that will work with you directly then. Absolutely. A lot of realtors sometimes um, provide the service to their clients as a complimentary service. Mm-hmm. So they pick up the tab as a kind of a let's get going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a little encouragement. And, and now you, you talked about a two-stage process, but... While you were telling me about that, I'm thinking that two-stage is likely not the most effective process. It it seemed like if you're going to get rid of it ultimately, you know... Why guess, not why not make it that one stage process? True. I guess yeah. it's uh it's kind of the first layer sort of thing. So you get rid of the things that are obvious that you want to get rid of and then as time progresses and you're getting ready to move, it's like, yeah, you know, I really don't need that couch or I don't need that box and that's where the pile tends yeah. to grow. The, the things that you need to wrestle with maybe a bit more. But I would say that there's also an argument for using the two-step process. So I'm going to going to just re-examine that because one of the services that Sage provides is staging a house before it goes to market. And this is a process, and and Dale, you'll be very familiar with this, and Mm -hmm. I know that you offer staging as well. Staging is a process where you consciously configure the house to attract the eye of a buyer. And what that often means is that you're purging some of the things out of the house in order to concentrate on the house and not your many collections. Many people have got collections that they've devoted, you know, great time and expense to gathering. Those are wonderful things, but they don't help when you're marketing your house. We help people go through the process of actually streamlining those, packing those away in a safe place. And then we begin the process at that stage of also figuring out what things could be disposed of because you want to clear out as much space as possible so the potential buyer is seeing the house and they're imagining themselves in that in that space as opposed to seeing evidence of the person that lives there right mm-hmm. now. And so the, we often bring in disposal services at the staging process because not only are we reorganizing and packing things away, but we find things at that point that really need to go to disposal. Why put them in a bag in the garage? It makes the garage, sooner or later, someone opens the garage door and you don't want surprises at no, that stage. They, they want to see a nice open uh, large garage. Yes, they do. A usable garage. Yeah. So we we actually do you know work with disposal services through several stages beginning with staging, then when you get to the move process and you're actually doing more dedicated downsizing and purging, that's a second stage. There's actually a third stage as well. And, and the third stage has to do with estate sales, which doesn't apply to everybody, but certainly when you have an estate that needs to be cleared out, disposal services are a really critical part of that process. And I know the dump man gets involved in a lot of estate sales. I'm going to, I'm going to invite Denise to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for the estate sale, um, which would probably be a full house clean out at that point, um, we usually work really closely with obviously the person in charge of the estate going through, figuring out um, what's what's going to stay, what's going to be taken by some family members, what will be donated. And then we can do everything right down to taking the dishes out of the cupboards, um, right down to, I guess, you know, the forks and knives, basically bagging them up, boxing them up, and um, disposing of them the best way, whether it be donation or directly to uh, to the local dump facility. So, uh, Denise, uh, I, I would imagine very often you have someone representing the estate who would be pointing to, you know, what what they're going to keep, what what they would like you to find a second home for, and and what they they don't care, you know, how you mm-hmm. get rid of it, sort of thing. Uh, do you ever do you ever run into a situation where the people in charge of the estate they're just removed? They're not they're not there. Uh, maybe they give you some direction uh, over the phone or through email, but then all of a sudden, uh, I mean, does that would that scenario happen? Yes. Yeah. And, Actually, that's happened before. Definitely. Okay. And then and then what happens when all of a sudden you you run into a a small treasure that nobody was aware of. Yeah, we would definitely bring that to the table um, if, if that was the case. Usually what happens on estate sales is someone, for, well, for the ones that we've done where we've done pretty much the whole house clean out is the family's already went in and taken the treasures. <laughs> yeah. And then, then we're left to clean up the mess basically, right? So we're, we 
clean everything completely out of the house. But if there was something that we we came across, we would definitely uh, bring it to the attention of whoever was in charge of the estate. Mm-hmm. And we find definitely. that we find that as well. Often, the relocation services is happening at the same time that the estate clearout is happening. So sometimes we are retained by the trustee or by the executor or by the lawyer overseeing the estate. So um, Stage will come in and we'll actually do all the organizing and the downsizing and the bagging before the disposal services get there. So often we're working on a complementary basis. Mm -hmm. We find as well that we often find, we often discover things that are tucked away. So the family has often come in and they've pulled out the things that they want, the obvious Mm -hmm. things. There are always things that are tucked away. We, uh, when we have books that we're disposing of, we leaf through the books, you know, you just hold them up by the binders and you leaf through them interesting things fall out. Mm-hmm. We find coins on a regular basis. We find little bits of jewelry on a regular basis. We find checks on a regular basis. And because of our responsibility to the client and because of our insurance policies, we have to be above board, as I know that the, that the dump man does as well. And so it's our mandate to bring that to whoever is overseeing the estate. And, and Denise, how long does a typical estate clean out take and what, what could be a range that you've experienced it really all depends um, usually for larger jobs so we have larger crews mm-hmm. so if we know we have to do a full house clean out um, we'll hire on a few more people to help us out with that and usually it would be done within one to two business days for sure well that's that's pretty pretty quick the boys work uh, extra yeah. fast yeah <laughs> for sure so I'm just looking at our time here, and I'm thinking before we go to break, we're going to invite Denise to tell us a little bit about the company, about the Dump Man, just in generalities. Sure. Um, about how we got started and stuff, is that? Um, well, I, let's, let's just, uh, I know you mentioned this earlier, but just for our listeners, let's confirm that uh, you are based in Durham region and you do cover Northumberland County as well. We do, yes. Yeah, we, um, we cover, mainly our service area is Durham region, and uh, with We cover the outskirts as well, so into Northumberland. Mm -hmm. Um, We provide a full junk removal demolition service. Um, The simplest way to explain that is you point and we lift. And and one of the interesting things, sorry for interrupting, one of the most interesting things to me on projects is that there's always a need for demolition. There's always some built-in closets. There's some built-in, oh, garages are famous for this. There's a handyman special workbench that needs to come out before the house goes on the market. Absolutely. There's bookshelves that are half falling down and really need to come out because they're not adding to the value of the house. And so I've seen Mike, your husband, who is the other (laughs) co-owner, I've seen Mike come in and swing a mean hammer and look pretty happy (laughs) while he's doing it. He enjoys that. I know he does. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a really important part of the service because our mandate when working with realtors is to leave that house in tip-top shape so it's ready to go to the market. And so it's not just cleaning the junk out, it's clearing out anything that could seem to be a detriment to the marketability of the house. Absolutely. Yeah. And what about Denise? Uh, I mean, you, you think anybody that has a truck, they could just say, hey, I'm, uh, I'm doing disposal of, of your junk. Uh, I'm sure there's other things like insurance requirements that uh, you must have. There are absolutely, yes. We are fully insured. So mm-hmm. if we drop something, so we're going upstairs to get the piano, we drop the piano on the staircase, we are definitely insured. Um, all our employees are insured as well through WSIB. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely covered. I mean, and that's something maybe people dialing up a number aren't thinking of. I know it happens in the home inspection industry that mm-hmm. that's that's not – I mean, there are regulatory bodies within it, but once again, somebody can just hang up a shingle. At least today, uh, there's a process happening as we speak that will will straighten that out. But for many years, you just hang a shingle, say, I'm a home inspector, but so many of them didn't even have insurance to cover them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and insurance costs money. So, I mean, it, it, you want a reputable company in mm-hmm. your house. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other benefits of working with a, a professional disposal service is that they're really efficient at what they do. They're trained at what they do. They're efficient. There's a high level of customer service. And you wouldn't think that customer service might be a mandate for a service like this. But I will tell you from experience that 
there's an element of helping a client feel comfortable with the process that you just cannot put a price tag on. And I say that because I've seen the dump man and their crew come in and take care of cleaning out a house, which is very traumatic for our clients. They're seeing a house they've lived in. It's full of memories. They're still very attached to it. To see your things taken out and put in a disposal truck is very, very upsetting. But there's an element of customer service where you can actually connect with that client and make them feel comfortable, you know, shake their hand, make them feel part of the process, help them understand that you're respecting the things that you're taking away. Yes, they've decided that it has to go, but it doesn't mean they think it's junk. They like to know that it's being properly handled. And efficiency, handling it in a timely fashion is really important too because you don't want somebody there for eight hours if really it's only a three-hour job and you want to have a crew on there that knows how to work efficiently and get it done. And uh, then you as a client can move on to the next stage of your life. Well, ladies, it's uh, time for a break. Uh, Folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and we'll be asking Denise how these services are actually priced and more. Welcome back. This is your Real Estate Forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant, Catherine Gissing, and our guest, Denise Kelly, co-owner of The Dump Man. Uh, The Dump Man is a local disposal service. Before the break, we were talking about uh, different aspects of the disposal services and uh, what they entail. And I think we're just going to dig in a little bit deeper now. Well, I'm going to jump in because from my experience on different projects with the dump man, I know that there are things that simply can't go to the regular dump. Um, First of all, some of our listeners might be surprised to know there actually is a dump fee for people that don't normally go to the dump. They may think it's easy enough to, to put things in their car and just take them off and get rid of them. But there actually is a dump fee, a tipping fee. So... They should just appreciate that when they're thinking about doing it for Mm -hmm. themselves. But as they're sorting through their things and thinking about getting rid of their own things, they should also appreciate that there are some things that can't go into the regular disposal stream. And those are things like hazardous goods and those are things like pharmaceuticals. So the question is, what do you do when you're handling those yourself if you choose to get rid of things yourself? Or what can you expect a disposal company to do when they come across those things? And I'm going to pass that question to Denise. Yeah, basically things like paint cans, um, hazardous cleaners, things like that, unfortunately can't go into your local landfill. Um, depending on who we deal with, what um, local local landfill dump we're dealing with, most of them do have special sections that those um, those hazardous goods can be dropped off and disposed of properly. Mm-hmm. So it's really a separation process where separation, you separate yes. them from the general disposal goods and then they're directed into the hazardous goods stream once they get to the disposal uh, facility. Den- Denise, any, any problem with tires? Yes, tires also have to go to a special section and, as well. And so will you still pick those up and, tires, and yes. do that? Okay. Yes. And refrigerate refrigerators something yeah, with so uh, refrigerants in it that's then scrap metal so yeah. uh anything like that so refrigerators stoves washers dryers um anything in the line of metal or disposed of properly at the uh, local scrapyard and then they do their thing with and, that. and how about the dreaded oil tank oil tank. Uh, from from he uh, a house being heated uh, and there's a, maybe an old oil tank there. Have you had any experience with we that? We actually have not. And to okay. be completely honest, I don't know the answer to, the, to that. That would be, uh, we haven't came across that yet. I would say probably no in yeah. terms of an oil tank. That's an environmental thing. I and, would think so, yeah. yes. So that that would be one of the items you would say either no or, or let us get back company. to you. Yeah. yeah. I think so that sounds like an opportunity for problem solving. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because there's always things you come across that present questions. There's always that one of item that you've not dealt with before. And and some of those, um, just to return to our original content here, is pharmaceuticals. One of the things that we see when we're downsizing clients, especially seniors, is there'll be medicine cabinets full of drugs. Some old, some new, some viable, some not viable. Some opened, often not opened, and the policy today is not to put those into regular disposal because they end up going back into our water source. And as a society, we can't afford that kind of contamin- contamination.
contamination. And so um, what we do is we make a point when we're working with downsizing clients to separate anything that looks like a drug or a syringe or anything that's got a medical uh, element to it. And rather than sending that into general disposal where it might get again lost in the landfill or the water supply, we then redirect that back to pharmacies. So one of the things that are one of the things that I would encourage our, our listeners to think about if they're doing this process themselves is to separate their pharmaceuticals and you can take them into your regular pharmaceutical location, regardless of what brand it is, be it the big pharmacy or the small pharmacy. They all have a process now for collecting those and redirecting them to where they want to go. That does include syringes as well. They don't all pick up syringes, but there are particular outlets here in Northumberland County that do. So you may have to shop around a little bit, but we encourage you to redirect them out of landfill. Well, Denise, before the break, I mentioned we'd talk about pricing. Everybody wants to know price. <laughs> how, how do you price uh, your services? Well, for our particular service, it's really hard to put a price tag on every different pile of junk. So we do offer free, no obligation quotes where the way the service works is we'll make an appointment. We show up with intentions of taking your stuff on the spot, unless it's a full house clean it. Of course, we'd have to make a special timing sort of thing. So we show up with intentions of taking your stuff on the spot, but before we touch anything, we give you a free, no obligation, all in quote. So there's no surprises. Um, and based on that, we give you the pricing. As long as you're good with the pricing, we'll take your stuff right away. So generally speaking, um, our pricing, like I said, includes all labor, all dump fees. To fill our trailer, which is, I believe it's 14 by 7 by 8, is one of our trailers, which is the most popular one we, we use on a daily basis. You'd be looking at approximately $600 to fill that. Um, half of that, of course, would be approximately 300 and a quarter of that would be about 150 so depending on the job, the other thing um, that goes along with that is in terms of a full trailer. That means as many items as possible that are able to be broken down will be broken down to maximize the space. So, I mean, we, we think of the uh, tipping fee at the dump. Uh, that's, that's all based on weight, right? Correct. So, I mean, you could have, you could have varying weighted uh, items and so would you be taking that into account as well as time labor or is it always just the capacity of that uh, trailer it's generally capacity depending on what you have so of course we're not going to fill the trailer with brick <laughs> yeah but um there would be an extra charge for that and then of course we would only be able to take a fraction of that because we we want to stay within the mto uh limits as well to to be legal. For sure, for mm -hmm. sure. And safe. And I think one of the other elements of pricing that would be helpful for our listeners is to understand what they might do to prepare a job before you get there. So when you come in and provide the free the free quotation, that's based upon what you see and, and a quick estimate about capacity of your trailer and how long it's going to take for Mike and the crew to load it. And so one of the things that Sage Relocation does when we're working with disposal firms like the Dump Man is we try to do as much prep work beforehand so that we can expedite the process for them. The faster they're in and out, the faster it's resolved, the better the pricing, the faster we can get on to another stage of the project. So what could a client do, Denise, before you get there to prep the project? Um, the easiest thing would be to have all the loose items bagged in good bags, Contractor bags, preferably, not the ones that rip when you pick them up. Mm -hmm. um, have, if possible, have items sorted. So have a donation pile and a junk pile. So that way we can load them accordingly. Um, make sure the driveway is clear so you don't have to waste time moving vehicles around. So you're expecting us between 10 to 11. That would definitely be good. Um, if you're in a condo, an apartment, make sure you pre-book the elevator. Um that's always helpful as yeah, well. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And some people don't realize there's actually uh, a fee in some condo buildings to be able to book that elevator. And limitations on when mm -hmm. you can use it. Yeah. So those are questions that you need to anticipate. And I'm going to really stress that our listeners think about those contractors' bags because I've been on so many projects where somebody has bagged things themselves and those big green garbage bags, mm -hmm. they are not all made equally. You want to go down to your Home Depot <laughs> or Home Hardware, you want to get contractors extra heavy duty, and then you want to tie them up. 
Catherine, we're, we're just we're getting a little short on time. I really want to ask Denise this question here. I won't, uh, you know, Denise, you've seen a, a little bit of everything mm-hmm. in the industry. Uh, do you have any examples of things that have really surprised you? Yes, actually, we, we've saw some with it without crazy names things. and addresses. Oh, of course, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one project we did, um, there was actually a freezer outside, which was thankfully plugged in still. So, of course, we had to empty the freezer. And uh, we found several frozen ferrets inside the freezer. <laughs> Not sure what the intention. I'm assuming it was a family pet that had passed with intentions of burying. Ta- or taxidermying at, at a later point, maybe. But several of them. That's several. what I would wonder. Several. There's like yeah. a family of them. Yeah. 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 Um, there was another project that we actually didn't do. We were called to quote. So customer calls, asked if we could come give a quote on a boat removal. Absolutely, a boat's a boat. We get there. It's the Titanic. It's like a massive boat. It would have taken <laughs> us weeks to months, years to remove this boat. So it almost looked like the boat was purchased uh, with the intention of rebuilding it, or perhaps he built it. I'm not sure, or she, or not really yeah. sure. Yeah. So a little out of our scope. Um, another project, we found random cookies stashed within the house in little pieces of paper towel. So I think the elderly client that had passed um, was probably uh, from the Depression days and had random cookies hidden within the house because she didn't know when the next cookie was, Mm -hmm. like, kind of a... That, That one doesn't seem that odd to me. (laughs) <laughs> I, I know my I know my girls will sometimes go into my home office and and check in little nooks and crannies around my desk area to see where I've hidden treats. <laughs> it's a question. So, of, it's a question of quantity, Dale. <laughs> so so that that one there didn't strike me as odd. What about what about the tomato sauce? Yeah, we had another project um, that was probably I'm going to say we removed anywhere from five to seven thousand jars of homemade tomato sauce. So we filled the trailer twice with just tomato, tomato sauce. sauce. I, I really wish I had an opportunity to try that tomato and, and sauce, but unfortunately it was expired. Yeah, <laughs> none of it's salvageable. Well, yeah, that, uh, thank you very much for that, uh, Denise. And and thank you for being being on a show where we're, we've basically run out of time. I, I know there were a few more things we wanted to ask, but uh, if... If our listeners have some questions for you or would like to contact you to uh, get you in to get rid of some of that stuff that's been sticking around way too long or getting their house ready for sale, what's the best way they can contact you? They can contact us at 647-627-3867 is the office line. Um, Our website is www.dumpman.ca or by email, which is Denise at dumpman.ca or alternatively they can reach mike which is mike at dumpman.ca as well well thank you very much uh, denise for joining us and Catherine, great great first show as a co-host thank you very much for joining me and and setting up our guests setting up our topic and i have a feeling we're going to have a lot of great shows ahead Folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or pertaining to downsizing and relocation services, feel free to contact Catherine Gissing. Catherine, how can they get a hold of you? Sure. Thanks, Dale. First of all, it was a real pleasure to be here today, and I'm really grateful to have the chance to come back. It's always interesting. So if uh, there are interested parties, they can reach me at 905-717-3624, or through the website, which is sage, S-A-G-E, dash, relocation, R-E-L-O-C-A-T-I-O-N, dot com. And if you have any real estate questions, you can contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca or call into the radio station at 905-372-2391. And leave a message for either Catherine or myself. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, with over 40 realtors in the Coburg, Port Hope area, where helping you is what they do. Don't forget to join us again next week. I'm Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. We're on again next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.